Welcome to the Southwest Virginia Hoops Podcast with your host, Travis Byers, co-host Shane Presley, your production team, Chris Booby Tiller and Haley Byers. So sit back and relax for some of the greatest basketball stories in Southwest Virginia. It's the Southwest Virginia Hoops Podcast coming at you now. Today's podcast is sponsored by Duffield Driver Improvement. It is a locally owned small business interested in serving individuals in the Southwest Virginia area. The classroom courses are Virginia DMV court approved. This business is owned by Adam Hood. We want to uh, really thank him for sponsoring the podcast today. Uh, Next time you need any type of driver improvement uh, courses, make sure you give them a call at 423-502. 3792. Again, that's 423-502-3792. Hello, everybody. This is Travis Fires back with the Southwest Virginia Hoops podcast with episode 13 today. I have my co-host. Shane Presley. Shane, good to have you here today. Um, yeah, our last episode was episode 12 with Coach Aaron Williams. Uh, we loved having uh, Coach Williams here with us uh, last week. Uh, his insights into how he's ran multiple programs in Southwest Virginia over the last few years was just really insightful. And um, I don't know about you, Shane, but I'm really pumped about his book. That is yeah, coming no, out. yeah, he definitely probably can say some things in the book that he probably couldn't say on the podcast that he was telling us beforehand. Yeah, we could go in even more details uh, on so many things. I, I think the name of it is awesome. Lessons from an empty gym. Uh, he let me use that for the podcast episode title too. Um, so many things that you can learn from those empty gyms. Uh, but anyways, uh, today we have another uh, exciting guest, uh, Miss Kelly Hood. She is the head girls coach at Ryko, and she played at Ryko back in, as she said, the 1900s. So uh, no, she played in, in the 1990s at Ryko and uh, has really been there her whole life pretty much. Uh, so that's something unique and uh, she's been very true to that community and to the school, and I think she's a very uh, influential person to uh, our game in the area. You know, I'm not a huge social media person, Shane, to be honest. I really like it, basically for Southwest Virginia basketball, <laughs> and I'm a NASCAR fan, too. I check out some NASCAR stuff, but, uh, you know, stuff that she puts out there uh, that I see from the uh, Lady Eagles Twitter page and stuff, I, I think uh, – it says a lot, and, you know, I think as big – I'm not so big on social media, but I do think that in today's society you have to use it, don't yeah, you think? Yeah, it's it's useful for obviously getting a lot about – especially, you know, your high school basketball. There's It's not the same as it was when we were in school. Right. And, you know, the kids, they're on there. So, yeah, <laughs> you've you got to find a way to connect and, and, and grow it the best way we can, so. Uh, but without any further ado, we'll go ahead and have Kelly Hood come on. Kelly, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. It's nice to be here. Yeah, so uh, you tell everybody where you live. and um, I actually live in Rockhove, about a minute from the school. Um, that's where I was born and raised, and I lived um, in a couple of different places during college. I went to Virginia Tech, so I lived in Blacksburg, and then um, I also worked and lived in 
the dirty myrtle for a couple of <laughs> really? summers. Really? That's interesting. <laughs> Worked at a resort down there. Yeah, that's way different than Rocco. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So what's the exact, I've always been confused, what's the exact address of Rocco? Because uh, it's not, Rocco is not a place. Is no, it? It's just no. the school's name? Yeah, well, it's the community. And um, we're very prideful in the different communities that we're from. And there's all kinds outsiders don't know this but there's all kinds of different little communities and Rakov is one but like dry creek um no man's land um yeah never heard of any of those but, <laughs> so there's all these communities and you're very prideful of which, which little spot really? you live in yes yeah. so but is Rakov <laughs> hospital like the address is clinchport right, right. well or, it's actually duffield, duffield that mean because that's where the post office is but um yeah, I guess it would be considered Clinchport. So, so I know like Duffield is an actual town. Yes. Right. Yeah. And Clinchport is not right. Like it used to be before the oh. flood. There was, um, you know, if you look at pictures and stuff, it was it was a good little town. I mean, yeah. had blocks and post office and different little businesses and stuff. Yeah. Um, Shane, you know, coming from council, this is something that always used to crack me up whenever we would be on the bus. You know, especially when I was coaching at council. Like we would, you know, be driving to somewhere. And I remember specifically the first time we ever went to Rye Cove, I was coaching there and, uh, you know, we're going up through Rye Cove, but it's like a little hill that you go to, uh-huh. to the school. And some of the kids is like, this is in the middle of nowhere. Like, are, you, are you sure? Where are you coming from? I was like, guys, we, we live in council. Like, like this is, I agree. It is kind of in the middle now of nowhere. Know everybody feels yeah, to council. And they're like, but we're close to Homeacre. I'm like, guys, you know, Rock Ove is Kingsport. Yeah, yeah. I was like, we are actually probably in, in more of no, you know, nowhere than, than Rock Ove is. But that's just something funny I remember from back in those days. Uh, but anyway, uh, you know, something that we always like to do on the podcast is just go back in chronological order. And you've told us where you grew up. You know, what was your first memory of basketball? Do you have a first memory of it? I think my first memory of basketball is probably being in the driveway with my dad. Um, he played basketball in high school and just a fan and, you know, loved watching high school ball after that, after playing and um, watching the NBA, of course. And so we would just be out in the driveway shooting and my dad loved Larry Bird, like many <laughs> men in his generation. So, like, uh, so is this in the 80s, whenever you grew up? <clears throat> yeah, I would say, you know, late 80s, probably okay. early, early 90s. And, you know, my dad would always just, I just remember him going long range. And when he would put up the shot, he would say, bird for three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we still mimic that. And, um, you know, he would count down, he would do three, two, one, and we'd put it up. So, that's probably my very, very first early memory of basketball. Yeah. And it was just fun. It was funny and fun. And we would just shoot together. Yeah. That's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> Cause I Neil, you know, my, uh, my high school coach and friend, he tells a story about how uh, the coach, I think it was Rick got mad at him. Cause he used to always say bird for three. <laughs> so that must've been something that people did back in the day whenever they were uh, shooting around. So what was your dad's name? My dad's name was Bill Franklin. Bill Franklin. So that's your, your maiden name was yeah. Kelly Franklin. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, you know, <clears throat> since your dad played and stuff, uh, were they pretty influential, you know, in actually getting you to start playing like organized basketball? And- My mom played basketball in high school. And I use that term very loosely, I would say, because I, I saw her shoot and that 
there's not a lot of skill. So <laughs> um, she played, she was on the team. Yeah. She was on the team. We'll put it that way. And my dad played and um, my dad's a storyteller. So growing up, I heard all the stories, very detailed stories. And, um, you know, he would tell me Steve Marcy, you know, Pennington, I think is yeah. where Steve mm -hmm. was. And so, um, you know, I heard all those stories growing up and, I was never pushed to play basketball, but it was very natural. And I think going to games and seeing, you know, people in the gym and the excitement and then also just being with my dad. Um, and my mom didn't have a ton of skill, but she was super supportive and she was also tough. She was um, very strict on me growing up. And so if I was going to do something, it was okay. Well, you better put in the work. Like, yeah. you know, she, she didn't know much about it, but she was going to make sure that I was where I needed to be in practices and provide all the support that I yeah. needed. And they both went to school at Raku. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's just a family deal for you. Yeah. For you yeah. At, at <laughs> um, so what was the first uh, time that you actually started playing organized basketball? I was in third grade. That was the, the earliest you could play. Well, like in her own little, rec league it was third grade and so um you know that's when it started and um we played scott county rec league and i can remember that there were some really close games but then it, it was almost like we just wanted to play more i think and so we started playing like tournaments in kingsport or just different local places and then eventually got into the AU circuit a little bit yeah. um we played with castlewood like like maybe six or seven of us Rico kids went and played with Castlewood a couple of seasons in AAU and then ended up um, having our own AAU team. You had to get a charter and all this stuff. I, I'm sure AAU's changed yeah. a ton since then. Yeah, I think that, <clears throat> like, you know, back in those days, like the AAU was like more official yeah. than what it is now. Yes. Like, it's just more just straight up just go play. Just have a yeah. tournament and say yeah. AAU. Yeah. yeah, like you had to, you had to like apply for the charter yeah. or something, I feel like, and like there couldn't be one like so many within a certain area and all this stuff. It was more like all stores back then. Yeah. 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 No. Um, so whenever, you know, you were, that's some before I get to what I was getting to ask, you know, me and Neil and uh, Brad and everybody, we've talked about Shane. It seems like it back, you know, I don't want to say back then, but I feel like back then too, that was a unique thing is, Everybody started in third grade. Yeah. yeah. You know, it was like, that was the basic. And now it's, you know, you get started even younger. Like I yeah. said, my first grader, and I don't know that it's, I'm not bragging that it's a good thing, but he's better than what I was mm -hmm. in fifth grade, yes. probably fourth or fifth grade. He just ha has learned more. And, and I guess that's good, but mm -hmm. you know, I, you don't want to burn them out either. Yeah. You know, at a young yeah. Age. Um, but whenever you started playing, you know, do you remember going to Rocco games like oh, yeah. growing up and like, what were some of your, memories of those games and players and I can people think I'm crazy when I tell this now truly but I if you if you're in their gym there's coach's office in the corners and <clears throat> there were no handrails on top of those offices we didn't have like a ladder to get to the top of that you had to go in the hallway and go upstairs and come out this window I can specifically remember one game it was so packed my parents went up through that window, I can remember them lifting me over <laughs> through the window, <laughs> sending me on the ledge. And I walked over and hung my feet. Um, there was another kid in my grade 
and he and I sat with our with our feet over the edge awesome. and watched the ball game. And I can just remember like feeling that excitement. It was so packed and everybody was there and just kind of having that bird's eye view. And that was super influential. I, I thought like I just want to be a part of this. I want yeah. I want to be involved in was this. that is that nicknamed the bird's nest by chance? <laughs> no, but you know it needs to be. Yeah. I think I just named it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for the listeners out there, you know, you probably already know Rocco. Uh, their gym and we'll put some pictures out on social media but top five gym in southwest virginia in my opinion i mean it's just so cramped and you still have the wooden bleachers yes the wooden and i hope they never get rid of them i think i don't i don't care much for the plastic new ones and it's like when you're going in the gym there the two coaches offices one's on the left and one's on the right right and the officials change in one right they they stop. They go to the. They go upstairs now. They used to forever. That's where they would go. I remember Patrick Way chasing them into the coach's <laughs> office in that one one time. But yeah, that's awesome. So you it, can you still get? But now you get up there on that one with a ladder. Yeah, there's ladders on both sides now. So like teams will film up there. Yeah. And, you know, if it, I guess if yeah, it's I remember, super crowded, uh, they go up setting up film whenever we played there. Mm-hmm. Uh, above the, I guess the one like when you walk in on the right is the one that I feel like mm-hmm. we filmed in the most yeah. or whatever. Uh, but do you like at those games? Do you like, did you have a certain player, boy or girl, that you watched? And was you going to the girls' games too in the fall to yeah. watch growing up? I can remember going to girls' games. I guess when I was super young, it was more um, of the boys' games. Uh, Jason Bishop was in school when I was like middle school. Probably. Um, I was in seventh grade when he graduated. And I can remember, you know, going to a Twin Springs game. I was on the stage for that game. That's how crowded it was. There was, you know, full stage. And he, someone, I think Landon Bays hit a last second shot um, right in front of the home bench. So this is mid 90s. Like yeah. Stacey Irvin. Yes. Drop. Yeah. And so Landon, I'm pretty sure it was Landon hit um, a last second shot to win the game. And I, I mean, I was devastated. It took me. <laughs> forever to get over that yeah. and that's what sports kind of does to yeah. me even still like yep. yeah you talked about crying after like you know it's just crazy when you're a kid you're so invested back in those days yeah. it just pulled you in yeah. that's another feature of Rocco's gym you have the stage now yeah hardly any gym now I don't think that has one really now yeah. is there another gym in southwest Virginia that you play the stage behind you still. Oh, I can't. That's awesome. I can't think of one. Coburn had one. Yeah, Coburn. One yeah, I remember Layside. I think they maybe like. They like boarded it Boarded up. it yeah. up or something. Should have left it. Should have <laughs> left it. Had, it. had the band playing. We've had pet band a couple of times on the stage yeah, this awesome. season. That, yeah. This season? Yeah. Really? Yes. Oh, yeah. That's it awesome. was awesome. And we had our DJ up there the other night for homecoming. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, I talked to. Fred Self, uh, he coaches at PH, and he was talking about how the environment this year at Rocco was just mm-hmm. old school. It's been very fun. Uh, so, you know, as you as you were growing, you know, up, you was talking about playing AAU and Little League. Um, you know, like whenever you got into eighth grade, was you moving into JV at that point? Yes. Um, you know, being in a small school, you didn't really like try out <laughs> everybody. Yeah. Everybody, if you played basketball in eighth grade, you're on JV. Yeah. So. Um, I was on JV and that was with girls that I had played with my whole life. That was basically our, the majority of our JV team. And, um, I played for Terry Fields. I actually work with him now at, um, Rock Open Intermediate. And, um, I, again, he's somebody that went to school with my dad. So I'd like, I'd known him for a long time and stuff. And, 
um, we had played a lot of basketball by that point. And um, the following season, I can I can remember Coach Donnie Qualls. He was the head coach. He was the varsity coach. He called my mom and dad not to ask for permission. To, he would never do that, to ask for permission to move me up to varsity. But I think he knew it would be hard because I'd played with those girls and they I was going to be the only one um, being moved up for that season. And I can remember I wanted to be moved up, but it was very hard. Like I, I had a hard time just – leaving them for that one season. So what's some of those girls that you played with? Um, Um, In my grade, it was Amanda Tester, Tara Dishner, um, Courtney Roach, Aaron Peterson. Um, I think that was, I think there were five of us, I guess, that were in the same grade that played together. Yeah. But that, you know, Rocco is very similar to council in that, and that's, you know, you yeah. don't ever have trials. <laughs> no. um, uh, you know, you're really just trying to make sure you haven't. Yeah. Done. You're just you're like, you have a meeting, like, you know, those classic council meeting chains whenever, uh, I don't know if you all did this, but it'd be like, I don't know, September or something. And you'd hear over the intercom, anybody that will please put on a uniform, come to the cafeteria. And you'd go in the cafeteria and there'd be like 30 kids in there. And you're like, dang, you're like, we're going to have trust. <laughs> Did y'all do that? Did you have like, oh, just to get out of class? Yeah. So yeah, people and then, would come down. Yeah, and yeah. then day one, you might have 12. Yeah. And then Neil would uh, throw in conditioning. Yeah, we're going to all spread the day. Yeah. And then at Council and Rocco, you're left with seven or eight. Yeah. You know, it's how it always works. But, uh, so Terry Fields, he's still at Rocco. Yeah, he's at the intermediate stuff? school. He's the um, gym teacher at the intermediate. Does he school. still coach basketball no. at all? No. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, what, what do you remember about JV? You know that. So you just played one year. You just talking yeah, about getting moved up. I don't. Do you have a lot of memories. I of don't playing have here? a ton. I I remember. Um, I think I was in seventh grade. The the varsity team that year played in the final four. So I can remember really? going to like Salem and going and watching them play and stuff. So. Again, the excitement was building as I was going into high school of, you know, I want, I want, I want to do that. I want to play in the state yeah. tournament. So um, I don't remember a lot about eighth grade. I, I, I do, I do remember this. We would practice together and um, for whatever reason, Coach Qualls and Coach Fields would have me guard Kelly Smith house, right? Which held the scoring record at Rockford High School. So Kelly, the Gacy's coach. <laughs> yes. Play. I didn't I actually didn't know that she played it. Yeah, she was there. Um and I actually the, the next season when I was a freshman, she was a senior. So when I was in eighth grade, she was a junior. They would always have me guard her. She, I'm sure, was using and abusing me. And <laughs> <laughs> I can remember she came down the lane and we hit knees and I had a bruise. It was huge on my knee. And I remember a couple of days after that, you know, down through the week, she said, oh, what happened to your knee? And she was really quiet at the time. She said, what happened to your knee? I was like, we hit knees. Yeah. You hit my knee. And it's this is the bruise that came from that. She, you know, I was a gnat. She didn't, didn't even face What was face she like her. as a player? Like, like what style? And like, was she? She was maybe the tough, one of the toughest female players that I've ever seen, probably. Really? Um, she could could hit the outside shot, but she would just work, you know, the game has changed so much. And so we still mm-hmm. played with our back to the basket then. <laughs> and so she would, and when I was a freshman, my dad, you know, she was a senior and she, he said, your job is to get her the ball when you get in the game. Mm-hmm. So that was what I really focused on. And and I 
you know, I think she appreciated that. She knew I was going to. And she's still the all-time leading girl score there? Uh, probably, yeah, for yeah. girls, yeah, for sure. Well over a thousand, I guess. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. What, I think seventeen hundred or something. Yeah, I, yeah. I actually, as she's on the list, I want to have uh, her on the podcast yeah. one day for sure. Um, but I did not uh, know actually that she played mm-hmm. at Rocco. Um, so when you move into varsity, what was your first year on varsity? Uh, the fall of '97 was my first season. Yeah. And what was, you know, now where we have these quads? Some people like quads. Some people don't. I, I th- you know, as a coach, I, I specifically remember actually Rye Cove one time, uh, I had to, we got there at like four o'clock and, you know, you, as a varsity boys coach, you're done. It just seems like you're there all day. Yeah, you're there for like six hours, <laughs> yes. you know. Uh, but I think if you didn't have the quads right now, the attendance would probably be mm-hmm. even smaller mm-hmm. maybe, you know. So it's kind of a pro and con. Yeah. But, you know, when you all were playing back in the fall, what was the crowds like, you know, for the girls' games? I can remember good crowds. Like I said, when I was in seventh grade, they made the state tournament. And I and I remember um, there was maybe – there was some excitement for my freshman season. Kelly was amazing. We had another guard, um, a senior guard, Christy Sanders. She actually broke the VHSL's um, record for three-pointers in a game that season really? also. So – all of that, and we had a great season. I don't remember our record. We had a great season um, and, you know, ended up making it to um, the quarterfinals that season. The state quarterfinals, we were put out by Northwood, who played in the finals and, and made it to the finals. So, they were – we had a good season. So, as uh, <clears throat> you know, Donnie Qualls, you said was the head coach. Yes. Uh, tell the listeners, like, who that is, and I'm not familiar with that name. Donnie Qualls, he coached all the things at Rycove at the time. He was my basketball coach, volleyball coach, and um, track coach. And Coach Qualls treated, and he also coached football for a time, not at that time, but, like, he treated us just like he would if he was coaching the boys. Like, demanded, was so demanding. Did he coach the boys at that time, too? No, he wasn't coaching the boys. I don't know that he coached boys basketball, but, like I said, I know he did football for sure. Um at some point and he was just super demanding he he didn't let you have any excuses you know we had two day old school two days before school started yeah Yeah. because it started in fall and so I I feel like you know we were just in in shape as soon as the season started like there was no need for you know spending part of the first half of the season conditioning really but he was very tough very tough and is he still like at or around Rocco? He um, he didn't live in Duffield until I think just a couple of years ago. He lives in Kingsport, but his kids go to Gate I mean, his grandkids go to Gate City. Um, he still comes to Rocco games. He's a huge support to me. He will call and we will talk for three hours on the phone about ball and just yeah. all the things, but cool. he, we're still close. Um, so, like in your freshman year, you know, in uh, how or K- Kelly was uh, a senior, right? Is what yes. You said. Yeah. And did, had you already like, had the uh, a deep rivalry with anybody like your freshman year? Um, my freshman year, that's when Castlewood came into the Cumberland, and I know they were good. So were they? Where were they? I guess maybe in Hogo or something. Yes, I think they were. That's where they were. Hmm. I'm pretty sure. And they came in, and um, they had. I know Kelly Sire was, I guess, considered their best player. She was a senior too, and um. Prior to that game, and she was a very tough player. And prior to that game, this is, I guess, a funny story. But my dad just kept telling me, 
don't get manhandled. (laughs) (laughs) And so we just kept saying that over and over. And I can remember she had a breakaway layup. And I, it wasn't a flagrant, but like I fouled her really, really hard. And she got up and I think was staring a hole through me and I'm a dumb freshman. I don't, I'm like, I think I'm just trying to make my place. But um, Kelly Halshright, Kelly Smith was like, yeah, keep it up. She was like pumping me up. Uh, Yeah. Sometimes you have to have a hard foul if you're going for the ball. Um, So you said your freshman year that you all, Ended up getting beat by Northwood in the state quarterfinals. Yeah. Did you you remember the who'd you play in the regional finals that year? We played Hayside. Oh, and really? I heard um uh Misty's podcast about talking about the twins. And yeah. um I have actually a set of twins on my team, my pro in my program right now that that's their cousin, that they're cousins with um Michelle and I can't remember the other one's name, the Tiller twins. Yeah. But yeah. um yeah, and so they were tough, and they they beat us in the region finals. But at that time, I don't know if it's still this way. The top two yeah. from region yeah. go on. So yeah, so that was I guess uh, you know Misty would. Did you ever play against Misty? No, I think she was five years older than me. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so in you know your sophomore year, uh, Kelly Smith graduated, and mm-hmm. uh, like you know losing that great of a player was some of those girls that you played with, like you said, you, you left uh, going from JV to varsity or were they on varsity at that point then? In yeah. The I think, a, I think a couple came up, um, but we had, I had some really great players like that were right above me too. We didn't like play together much when we were younger, but they were, Tanya Baker was another thousand point scorer. Um, <clears throat> April Heron, they were great, a great above me. And um Kendra Stanley. And so, however, I can remember we dropped a few games in the Virginia High Tournament at the beginning of my sophomore year, and I was just angry. Like, I can remember being in a bad mood (laughs) basketball season because I just wasn't used to really, like, losing like that. And we ended up, you know, making it – I think we were put out of the region tournament by J.J. Kelly that year. And they ended up in the finals. So it felt like every year we were put out by the team who ended up in the finals. Yeah, so J.J. Kelly, did, was you all playing J.J. Kelly in the regular season? Any, or, or I can't remember if we were that year. We def, It was so weird. One year, I can't remember if it was that season or my junior season, we we went to a tournament in Glenbar, and we played J.J. Kelly in the tournament in Glenbar. Because <laughs> they were like in the 90s. Right? Yes, yeah. I, feel like, I can't remember if we played him in regular season. We always saw him in region, though, or, or you know, could potentially yeah. see him in region. And Robin Dotson, he was still there. Yes, right? I mean, yeah. He's, he's been at Wise for, I guess, 30, 30 plus years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So your sophomore year, uh, you said you got put out in regionals. Um, you know, before we move on from your sophomore year, any other Cumberland rivalries that stick out in, in your younger years like that? I can remember really Castlewood being the huge game my probably my freshman and sophomore seasons and then um later on it was thomas walker probably junior and, and senior year was probably thomas walker how long does it take to get from rocco to tom walker um on a bus probably 45 minutes really okay yeah yeah that's that's not that bad <laughs> I, I, I didn't know who was the closest to thomas walker <laughs> i guess it's us yeah because yeah. that uh you know basically anybody in the region 
if you're like, yep, we got to go to Tom Walker tonight, you're like, oh my That's God. That's a long way to go. <laughs> you're just all by themselves. Yeah. I, I know every year it seems like Hurley and Thomas Walker play or something. That's a that's a three-hour bus drive from Hurley to Tom Walker. Uh, uh, did you ever play – was St. Paul in the Cumberland at that time? Oh, yeah, St. That's, Paul. That's one of my favorite gyms, yes. too. Yes, uh, yeah. Where it had one side. They had some good – good teams then too it was really it was it was even though some games kind of felt bigger it was really a battle every single night probably in the girls side of things um St. Paul had I can't even remember her first name T-Bird Trent was was the name <laughs> that was the name that I remember and then um later on in high school Caroline Baca she played at UVA Wise and um Terry Ann Hill she played at UVA Wise and so they were really good players tough players uh, so after you finished your sophomore, how did your uh, junior year go? You said that you had a, a girl that was a grade above you. So it sounds like you kept the core of your team. Yes. Yeah, we did. Um, she she was a great player. We we played pretty fast during that time. We pressed a lot. Um, we had a full court and a half court press and played man to man. And we were trying to run and gun. And um, I also had a girl below me, um, one of my very close friends, Ashley Hood Kinzer, um, and she was an amazing basketball player. She was a post player. Um, so we had we had some girls that could score on the outside and the inside during that time. Thomas Walker was our big rival probably that year. Had a couple of girls that we played AAU with on those teams, 2,000-point scorers. Um, the Burke girl at Thomas Walker right now was actually her mom, Ashley <laughs> Daniels, and so – um, she was a great player and uh, we we actually I, I was just in Thomas Walker's jail on Friday and my husband makes fun of me every time I go in there because I act like I'm ticked off every time I go in there. We won regular season district all four years um, when I was on varsity, but the last two seasons Thomas Walker won the tournament and in their gym they have a banner for district champions and we always <laughs> get aggravated because we say that should say tournament champions. Oh, it does. <laughs> really? That, that is a, that so is we a just feel like it's a slap in the face. <laughs> yeah, We took is. care of business in regular season, got the one seed for region, but yeah, that's what the banner says. And so every time we go in there, my husband's always like, oh, here we go. He's like, really? Give it up. Dang, that, that is, that's pretty cool. I, I can see your, your, uh, your thought process behind that. Um, so, you know, throughout your time playing, who do you think was the best player that you played against? I, not at a camp or something like yeah. Southwest Virginia. Um, I think for sure, and I tried to, I tried to, to recall because because I feel like there were just so many really good female basketball players at that time. Um, but Rashawna Jackson from Appalachia, I guess, was you know the the person who went and played division one basketball that that we saw so so often Where did she, we, go play she went to virginia tech she oh. started out she went to hawassi for two years and then um we actually just i didn't even know that she was going there and, and playing but i saw i had class with her and so i just ran into <laughs> her and i was like hey what are you doing here she's like I go here and i play basketball here so <laughs> i'm like okay. i guess you know back then uh things weren't as social or right. as popularized on you know social media yes. or whatever yeah and, you know, something that we talked about on Brad's podcast a couple episodes ago is uh, the the hatred, you know, that, that you had for rivals and stuff. Like, 
did did on the girls' side back then too? Did you all feel that way about like certain players? Oh and- yes. Like I feel, I tell the kids all the time. I'm half joking, but I tell my own players now. I'm like, you can't you can't be buddies with her. Like yeah. we're playing her. <laughs> yeah. You can't do that. Yeah. But I'm you know I'm kidding. But we didn't really do that. Like yeah. I, you know, I would I didn't really like the people I was playing yeah. against. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's just a different. And I, I know what you're saying, like, you, when you say you're kidding, like, you are, but, you know, <laughs> it's just such a different. Yeah. And I, we've talked about it on the podcast, so I think social media and stuff is, impact, right. and travel ball, too, is yes. impacted. It's made their worlds a little smaller. Yeah. And so, that's their community, almost, it feels like. And, and you know, I give them a hard time about it, for sure. Like, Shane, you've mentioned it uh, in the podcast, you've. Like talking about whenever we were in school at council, Rocco felt like forever. Miles away. Yeah, a miles away. Holston and PH. We never talked about Holston uh-huh. or PH. And and now like the region is just where I guess where you see Tim the, Hayes tweet, you know, yeah. Rocco play, you yeah. Know, yeah. You're seeing well, that you know, that makes it a lot smaller. And you can jump on NFHS and watch all these games <laughs> all the and games. puddle and you just see everything. <laughs> you see these gyms and like actually uh me and Coach Atkins at battle. Uh, he was talking about how there's only one gym in the region he'd never visited, and it was Graham. And uh, that's one of mine. I've never visited Graham. Mm-hmm. I've never visited Tom Walker, and I think that's the only two mm-hmm. uh, that's left. I don't uh, think I'd ever been to Rock Hope until we were coaching there at PH. Yeah. Is there a gym, <laughs> since we're off topic, is there a gym that you've never I, been to? I don't think I've been to Graham. Uh, and I don't know that I've been to Richland's gym. And that may be. So just Tazewell County. (laughs) Have you been to Tazewell? I could have swore at some gym. I I played an AU or some sort of travel ball tournament there. Maybe not AU, but like a little league when I was younger. So your junior year, what was uh, kind of the the final result of that? And um, I can't. I think we. You obviously won the district, as you said. Yes, and I think we played in the region tournament against Appalachia, who was. The next year is when they won state, so they were loaded because I remember they had the same exact team. That was Maybe this for Shauna. Yes, the same exact players, I think, because um, they were young. But I think we were put out in regions by them that, that season. So we just – it seemed like at the time, the you know, our end of the state was just loaded. And if you if you came out of region, you had a good shot. I probably went and say that during that time. Yeah. Um, and at that time was regionals – like the regional girls games, for example, were they at a host site, like just one one gym? Do you remember some of those gyms that you played at for regionals? My, um, I know my senior year, let me go back. My freshman year in region, we played at Castlewood. And I can't remember my sophomore or junior, but I know my, my senior year we played at um, Clinchco. Probably. I think, yeah. yeah, we played at Clinchco um, against Appalachia. I feel like back then, I know in the boys' side at least, they rotated between Castlewood, Clintwood, and Clinchco. Right? Mm-hmm. It was those yeah. three. It was like every three years yeah. that they played. And I, I didn't know about the girls' side. Yeah, we must have too. done that too. Yeah. Um, you know, and like were those games pretty packed in regionals for the yeah, girls? Yeah, I can remember. I, I, just a few months ago, we were watching old film, and um, we watched the regional finals my senior year, and it was – a good crowd on both sides like it was it was a lot of a lot of people there and you know by your senior year uh you know it's hard for a lot of people to brag on their self on, on this podcast but just tell everybody 
you know, by your senior year, what type of player you were and like maybe some of your individual accolades? And I feel like I was probably the same type of player all four years. I was, I feel like I was, my teammates may, may not remember it this way, but I feel like I was a pass first type player. Just, I, I enjoyed the thrill of making the perfect pass. Yeah. And I still, when I coach now, like that will get me way more pumped than, you know, a shot and hitting a shot, yeah. a kid hitting a shot. And so I feel like um, that's probably the type of player that I was. I, I wanted to, you know, get people involved to make sure that, you know, the, the open person was the one taking the shot and it wasn't a forced situation. And I probably averaged 12 points a game my senior year. And I think I made first team all district, first team all region. Um, that year, I think, I think I finished with 700, 800 points or something. I yeah. didn't score a thousand points. <laughs> and something that, uh, you know, when I first started compiling this list for the podcast, you know, I wanted to involve the, the women's game, you know, for sure. And, uh, I, I don't want to, I want to put this in the nicest way possible, but you are a fosty. <laughs> is that, is that the right word Shane? to yes. You're a fosty coach. Okay. Um, you know, which is awesome. I think, uh, were you like that as a player? Were you like um, really aggressive and fosty and like, what, how would you describe your personality with that? With, like as a coach? I, I think as a player, I was emotional as a player. I would say, I would say that. And, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. If I could go back, I would play so more loose than I did. I, I played too tight I feel yeah, like for, uh, I <laughs> like I would just go and have fun and, and play but I, I wanted to do well and I put a lot of pressure on myself there wasn't pressure from anybody else I just wanted I wanted to do well I wanted our team to do well so I'd play a lot more loose if I could go back and I would not be as emotional I wouldn't be mad after a couple of losses yeah to the point exactly. where it's you know detrimental yes. a little bit yeah. yeah like I mean you sound exactly <laughs> like me you know my mom and dad like you know, I remember specifically Shane when Chris Fleming hit that shot against us our senior year. I mean, I went to a dark place. Yeah, you yeah. know, like like some people after the game, you know, they're out there dabbing it up. Yeah. And I'm like, I go into a hole, you know, and like go sit in my bedroom and cut off the lights. Yes. And you, yeah. you did that in games yeah. too. Yeah, I feel like, you know, I just I almost take it like personal. Yeah. And as a coach, you're you are in control of some things, but you are not in control of so many things oh, right. and yeah. so <laughs> you can't make kids feel a certain way yes and so so i just i've had to let some of that go but i i struggle with that probably i, yeah. I would i would admit to that yeah i feel like as a player i was worse than i as a coach i was pretty bad too mm -hmm. with that but as a player you know i guess young and just not as developed yeah. as mine i mean it, it was tough to lose yeah. those games like that yeah. and, uh because you you know, for me, what I was, what I was always talk about is you put so much work mm -hmm. into it, mm -hmm. you know, and like, for example, baseball, Shane, whenever we went out and lost a baseball game, Honecker beat us by 30, you know, <laughs> we didn't practice. We didn't care. You didn't right. have that feeling that right. you, didn't, you didn't waste any time. Yeah. But when you, you invest so much of your time and effort into it. Yes. And, yeah. You uh, just want the payoff so bad. You can't yeah. stand up. So, uh, you know, before we finish up with your senior year too, were you playing any other sports at Rocco? Yes, I played um, volleyball, started playing volleyball in eighth grade. Um, and I actually, 
I had no clue about volleyball. I probably had a little bit more personal and team success. We played in the state tournament twice um, my junior and senior year, and I ended up being first team all state in volleyball my Good. senior year. So, did you like volleyball that. more, or was it? Kind no, of I always loved basketball more. Yeah. Um, I always loved basketball more. I spent more time on basketball for sure. Um, I think at that time, volleyball just it was popular, but just not as popular. And so you could kind of, I feel like jump into it and kind of get, get easier, going yeah. fast. Yeah. Yeah. I was, that was the question I was going to ask is Rock Cove. Like you remember when they had, like when was the first volleyball team at Rock Cove? Because at council, they didn't have it until we were in school today. Mm -hmm. Like Buchanan County, I want to say didn't even yeah. have it till the 2000s. They, they, they've had it a while. They yeah. had it like early eighties. I okay. know for sure. So, and so they it wasn't had, new or anything. No, no, just, just for me personally, we didn't have any sort of like, rec league or anything program. like yeah youth program so we just jumped into an eighth grade and we had so many people on the jv team volleyball team when i was in eighth grade that our coach would walk down the line if we were beating somebody bad coach walls he would walk down the line and like look to put you in and i would be like because <laughs> i had no clue yeah. what i was doing yeah. so i just put my head down uh back to your senior year in basketball uh, one rivalry that you talked about, touched on with the boys side growing up, but did you all have any, a big rivalry with Twin Springs, your county rival? Yeah, you always do. You, you feel like that's a big game. You, you know, you hop it up and again, no social media back then. So, you know, we, we didn't like, I guess, hop it up in that way. It's just in your mind, in your yeah. school setting, you want, if you don't beat anybody else during the season, you want to beat them. And so, you know, um, it was it was a good rivalry, I would say. But you all did you all beat them most years? Yeah. Yeah. Did, yeah. did you ever lose to Twin Springs? I don't know. I hate to say definitely no or definitely <laughs> yes. Come on, you gotta know that. <laughs> I, I really don't you know, I may we may have dropped to them dropped one game to them my senior year. I could that, that we may have lost once, yeah. Yeah, it's a tough Maybe. place tough place to play. Yeah, is that Twin Springs yeah. for sure. Um, so, you know, just talk about kind of how your senior year played out. Um, my senior year, we had, um, like I said, Ashley hood Kinser, she was probably our leading scorer, I would say at the time. Um, I feel like, you know, we were super comfortable. Like that's how I remember that team feeling. We had some younger girls coming up that had played a lot of ball too, Adrian Qualls and, um, uh, Gailey Lapeton. She was our point guard at the time. And, she was a freshman, so she kind of went through, you know, some freshman so lines a, a little bit. Point guard as a freshman. Yes, yep. yeah. Um, and, you know, we did – but it felt comfortable. I feel like, you know, we we had a good comfortable season. And, again, we lost Appalachia in the region tournament that year. We won the district regular season and then lost Appalachia, who won state that won year. State. Yeah. <laughs> so that was your last game, and where was – it was at Clinchco? It was at Clinchco. And we actually had, like – and I don't remember this, but when we went back, my son and I watched the film. We had we had like a twenty point lead. Really? Yes. Oh, and my, my my husband with Wes, we watched. He was like, "You were up twenty. Why did y'all choke?" And you know, he's just giving me yeah. giving me down the road about it and said, "We need a timeout right here. Get out of this press right here." Like right. he's coaching. Yeah, that, that is that is brutal. In your last ever game. Yeah. And, you know. We talk about it on every podcast, but your your last game, like, you know, it sounded like you were so emotional towards basketball, like me and Shane and all these other guys have been. Was it just absolutely 
what's the word I'm looking for? Um, it was devastating. Devastating. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> it was devastating. Yes, it was. And I, I, I was thinking about this just before coming here. Like that last game, I can remember. I what I never felt burnt out. So as much time as you know, camps we were going to, and as much time as we were putting into it, I never felt burnt out at the time. But I almost had to tell myself I was burnt out after that last game. Yeah. To get over it like that's how I felt and so I was just like yeah it's time to move on you know like basketball yeah. I'm over it you know yeah. and that was stupid I love basketball <laughs> always have you know I, yeah. I just tried to tell myself that because I was hurting <laughs> do you still remember um the like being in that moment in the locker room after your last game like where you were sitting and like do you still remember that I don't remember the locker room. I I remember the moment in the gym, the yeah. final horn. Like I can remember that very specifically. Yeah. Do you remember Shane? Like uh, uh, you, I know you know where we lost our yeah. last game, but do you remember the locker room, like where you were sitting? Yeah, stuff? yeah. Like uh, at Twin Valley, and what's tough for me is like I, I remember walking off the court in my last game and being in the locker room. I remember laying on the floor again uh, the exact spot. And anytime we go over to Twin Valley High School <laughs> and we walk in that locker room when I was coaching at PH. I just look at that spot. Yeah. I was yeah. like, dude, I laid there, yeah. you know, <laughs> 10 years ago or however long, and it, it still haunts me, you yeah. know, thinking about how emotional that was. And sometimes I like, when I think about the emotions that I've tied to sports <laughs> over the years and even now, I go between being like, that's so silly. Like, oh, yeah. grow up. Yeah. But I'm also like, well, that's life. That's what life's about. Like, these moments yep. that are pure emotions. So I'm okay with it. Yeah, I think. Uh, <laughs> And I could be wrong on this thought, but I feel like before this podcast, there may be people that I guess don't like to look in the past and talk about all these things. But I've had just so many friends text them in stuff about how cool it is to look back and, yes. and you know, you know, high school sports. My uh, my dad used to always tell me this and not that it's not true, but whenever I would get so depressed after a loss, he would say basketball is such a small part of your life, mm -hmm. you know, and it is, yeah. but in the same sense, it's a, it's an awesome part of, right. of your life yeah. and, you know, to look back on and everything. But uh, one question I want to ask you is when you, well, what's your husband's first name? Jake. Jake Hood. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what is it like, if you hear Hood, Shane, what do you, what do you immediately <laughs> think? think of Rocco. You think of Rocco immediately. <laughs> so Adam Hood is your brother-in-law, yes. right? Yeah. And is that, is that just a very popular name in Rockover? Is it just that family that has had a lot of basketball success? And There's a lot of different branches of hoods, I would say. And they're, they're usually big families. There's like a ton of, yeah. um, ton of kids in those families. And so, um, yeah, I guess it's a name that, you know, and, and a lot of those people who have the hood name have been athletic and good yeah. at sports. And so people just remember, I guess, and, you know, read the papers or whatever and see the name. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, your brother-in-law, Adam, he's someone I want on the podcast one mm -hmm. day. I mean, he was an absolute legend. I could yes. played in the mid two thousands. Uh, so after you graduated, uh, kind of talk about, you know, going forward college and like, what was your ideas and what you wanted to go into and did you pursue sports or anything? I graduated, um, in 2001 from Rockhope and then I went to actually had, I don't know that I had offers, but like I had, you know, UVA wise, I guess it was 
still Quench Valley at the time. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> I think they, you know, talked to me about playing and I was just, like I said, I was ready. Um, I knew that I wanted to go to Virginia Tech. And so I just kind of was like, no, it's that chapter's done. And, and so I went to Virginia Tech and I graduated in 2005 with a Bachelor of Science in uh, Marketing Management. And I was job hunting after graduation and from, you know, Roanoke to Knoxville. But I went back home and I was working like three different jobs. One was substitute teaching at the high school. And Coach Jamie Carter was the girls coach at the time. And he, we also went to church together and he said at church one day, he said, you need to come to practice tomorrow. It was Sunday. He had practice the next day, Monday. He said, you need to come to practice tomorrow. And I was like, okay. I thought he just wanted me to play, you know, play five on five with him. And so I went and then he said, no, you come back tomorrow. And so I did. And then he ended up calling me coach. And I was like, ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds kind of cool. Kind of like that. Uh, I talked about on a, the, one of the last podcasts that that was, I think, the only reason I went into coaching was so I could scrimmage. <laughs> yeah. Like, whenever P. Wade, my first coaching job, you know, uh, he'd be like, you want to come down and play? I'm like, absolutely. Yeah. yeah and awesome. my, my teammate from my high school team that I mentioned earlier, Ashley um, Kinzer, she was also helping at the time. And we, you know, we would play every single day, hour, you know, just for an hour at a time or whatever. And I can remember at the one, end of one season when we ended up went with Coach Carter, we ended up winning region. We were playing in the state tournament, and we were practicing at Virginia High. So this is that first year, like when you. I don't were know if it was the same. first year. It was maybe a couple of seasons. After you in. was already like on yeah. staff. Yeah, okay. so we were on staff, and I can remember I was talking to my brother, and I said, "Man, I'm like so drained. I'm so tired right now." And he was like, "You're playing like you're 16 years old every single day. <laughs> yeah. He said you're not 16 anymore." <laughs> That's how coaching suckers you in. Yeah, <laughs> you get you get to play pickup or basically pickup ball and five, and then you don't know about all the hard stuff that <laughs> yeah. comes uh, later yes. on down the road. Uh, so Jamie Carter, he's a coach. He's still at Rico Bright. Yes. He seems just like one of the nicest guys. Like whenever yeah. you go talk to him, he is. I don't want to. I probably shouldn't say that on the air. He's also rotten. We he'll just <laughs> aggravate you to death. Um, but yeah, he's he's a good good guy. Yeah, like I remember, uh, we always played Rico so close at PH, and I remember uh, specifically. Oh, uh, you all beat us in a tragic loss. Do you remember Shane when we lost him at Virginia yes. High? We were up like fifteen or something. Michael Paul and Jamie Carter and. Uh, we were in the hospitality room after the game, and I didn't even want to talk to them. I was just so <laughs> frustrated. But they come up, and they're just so nice. Yeah. You know, they're basically like, sorry we beat you. you know? uh, Michael Paul, he's another. He's a great yeah, man. He's great. We'll talk about him later <laughs> on. But so you, you that's how you kind of got into it. And how many years did you stay? At, like, talk about that transition as you actually got on the staff at Rocco. I think – well, I was also – um, when I, when I became a paid coach, um, I was also coaching volleyball. I did one year of track. Um, that was a very, very stressful year coaching three sports. I, I will never do that again, obviously, <laughs> but I guess I've been coaching 16 years, but, um, this is my eighth year. So were you married coach. at this time? No, but I was with, I was dating my husband, maybe engaged. And yep. we got, maybe after one or two seasons, we got married. And is this also during the time whenever Adam was playing? Yes. When I first started helping, he was playing. And, um, and my brother was on, graduated with him, was on the team. So that was just, oh, so your such brother a good played time. on that team too. Yes. What's your brother's name? Uh, John Franklin. Okay. And that was just such a fun time. It was exciting. You know, Adam was breaking 
scoring records. He yeah. holds the scoring record and, um, you know, he was just such a fun player to watch. So it was a, it was a fun time for our families at that time. Yeah, those those games when Adam played at Rocco were were awesome. They playing, were playing Doc and Twin Springs. Yeah. In, in that gym. Yeah. Uh, so how long did you stay uh, an assistant coach until you were, you know, offered the head coaching job? Right? I guess about eight years. I started out as just volunteering, and then um, was varsity assistant, and then. You know, Coach Carter had told me that he had planned on um, resigning. You know, it was time for him to resign, and you know, kind of, kind of went went along those lines. And I, I wanted the opportunity. I felt like I didn't feel like I was ready by any means, but I was ready for the challenge. I guess. Yeah. Uh, you know, head coaching I've talked about is very hard. Very you know, hard. You know, like. <laughs> We talk about as an assistant when you're scrimmaging versus being a head coach and all the things that you don't yes. don't realize. And that's something that I'm proud, I guess, of this podcast is is I guess spotlighting people that are doing it because mm-hmm. you do not do it for the pay. No. You know, I, I've, yeah. I've always said that I think I paid them <laughs> to coach. You know, you, yeah. you're, you're basically coming out uh, even. Yeah. Um, what's something that and if you don't mind sharing, you know, on air, what's something that before you took that head coaching job that you didn't realize how tough it would be to be a head coach Um, that, you know, now I think truly, I mean, I've, I just got finished saying that I'm, I tie my emotions to sports, but like, I really didn't know that I would feel like it would feel so personal. So, and it's always the negative. It's always the negative. <laughs> the, yeah. the positive, I don't feel like you feel, I, I, don't, I don't like good about, like you're not like, yeah, I did that. Like I never feel yeah. that way. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I coached so good that game. Yeah, like, like if you win, win, you're not like, man, you know, I did that. But when you lose the game, yeah, you're like, your yes. I, I screwed up. Yes. And, you know, I think when I first started coaching, I didn't know, nobody knows what their coaching personality is. So you're just trying to like, like it's, you're just mimicking things that you've (laughs) seen or heard or done or whatever. And so um, I feel like it takes a while to get your personality as a coach, how you want your program to look and feel and be, you know, people throw around the word culture now all the time and, you didn't hear that back in the day, but really, truly, like, you know, your expectations as a coach, you you have to lay them out very clearly with kids these days, I feel like. Yeah. And, you know, I thought I was going to go in and, you know, and I'm still dumb. I make I do all kinds of dumb things, but I was very dumb in those early thinking, those early seasons, thinking that I had to be so hard on kids and not letting them you know, know that I cared about them and know that I loved them and and that sort of thing. I just felt like I had to be like so tough on them yeah. to get them to play hard. And that really backfired. I mean, I pretty much had a whole team quit <laughs> after <Yeah>. the first <laughs> season. And I realized really quick, like, hey, not everybody loves this like you love it, especially yeah. at a small school. Yeah. You got to coach those kids and you know, help them to see what their role is um, here and for us at this time. And um, we can use them if they want to come and play. And 
you know, they can work and hustle, we can use them. So I'm not, yeah. not trying to run anybody off. <laughs> that, that was a good point that you made about um, you're so like, as a young coach for me, being a head coach, being thrown into it or not thrown into it, you know, I apply for it, whatever, but you're so focused on winning or losing yes. games and yeah. there's so much you're focused on. It's tough to focus on little things like just talking to the kids and just, mm -hmm. you know, developing that real, that's something that I struggle with just the balance of mm -hmm. how much that was, yeah. um, you know, to where like coach Atkins came on the podcast and man, if every coach could just, you know, have the experience that coach Atkins mm -hmm. has gained since coaching from the eighties, yeah. everybody would have a lot less stress or pressure. Yes. On, yeah. You know, uh, so what was the year, first year then that you actually took over as a head coach mm -hmm. roundabout? I guess 2012 ish, 2012 ish, I guess 2012 around that time. Yeah. Um, and was the program pretty down at, during those years? The yeah. Rest? The first couple of years, you know, we, we really struggled. The, and like you just talked about, like focus on winning and losing. I felt that pressure the first year, then that's where my focus was. And then, like I said, I had to realign that focus and we started creating goals of, okay, if we can hold a team to 40, we can compete. And so we just, we started charting those things. Yeah. Like, let's see where we are if we're holding teams to 40. And so, um, you know, focus of defense because, you know, you can always play defense. You may not always hit shots, but you can always play defense. So, um, you know, we started putting the focus there. And um, I think that helped us improve the next few seasons. Yeah, so one of my first uh, – I actually would say my first recollection of ever meeting you and uh, seeing you coach, <laughs> uh, when me and my wife coached at council uh, – you know, I was the JV coach and she was the head varsity girls coach and we were not great varsity girls. This is probably 2013. So this is your second year yeah. or something coaching or I coach and uh, Shane's uh, future wife, Adrian, was on that team, right, Shane? <laughs> yeah. She would have been what? Probably a junior on that team. Maybe, yeah. And uh, we had Haley Stevens, Leanne Hunt on that team. But we were at Rico. First time I'd ever been to Rico. And very close game, and we very had two, uh, Leanne and Haley. Uh, I know Haley got hurt, and Leanne was out uh, for some reason. But your wife, Shane Adrian, she just was on fire that <laughs> night. Like, we can't do anything with her yeah, at she, all. She was, she was. Uh, I think we were double teaming her. Yeah, and... she hit like seven or eight threes, something <laughs> like that. And uh, you know, again, you were feisty on the sideline. I was like, dude, this this lady, she's she's uh, she's insane. Yes, just say it. Yeah. And, you know, my wife, Haley, she's just so meek on the sideline, you know. But it was a close game. I think we were down one with just a few seconds ago, and we had a, a a blooper walk call at the end of the game. Do you remember that game? I remember it. I, I actually recall it often because it was one of our two wins probably that season. Yeah. So, um, God bless that little girl because she just took off yeah. with the ball, and I feel bad for her, but – not too bad because we really needed that win. Yeah, it was the very I, last game of the season. I don't know. I don't know if we won one or uh, it was zero or one or two. <laughs> that may be Hurley that year, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure Haley would know if I <laughs> if I asked her. But I, yeah, that was one of the first memories I had. So those first few years at Rico, did you, um, you know, 
you said the first year you had a rough year from outside mm-hmm. uh, standpoints, won some games that year. Like, how did you start growing the program? And uh, when was that first team that, you know, kind of started turning it around and some of those players? Um, I I can remember, you know, those first few seasons when I was head coach. Um, we just didn't have a ton of talent. You know, basketball is so skill heavy that it's something you don't just show up for basketball season and expect to even be halfway decent. You can't, you can't even be middle of the road. And so, um, you know, when I became head coach and and started really getting into it, I said, we've got to be in the gym during the spring and the summer and and we've got to work on our fundamentals. And so I just, you know, started and, and weightlifting. And so we started doing all those little things and I had some girls coming up. I can remember they started coming to the gym when they were in sixth grade and the younger one was sixth grade, the younger girls, the rotins and rollers. And, um, they were in Wait, the seats of the rotins. And so there was, cause I remember there were those five girls. total. There were two, five. two rotins and three rollers. I was say, I remember yeah. Them sisters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was, and, and so they started, and then I had a couple of going sisters. We had a ton of, of sisters on the team during that time. And so, um, they were younger, but they started coming and, they're athletic, they're skilled, they played little league, they were taught, you know, at a young age, um, how to pass and handle the ball. And so, um, you know, we just knew, okay, you know, at a small school, you're kind of waiting on those waves of talent, Mm -hmm. you know? And so we just knew like, there's, there's the wave that's getting ready to come through. And so we, we knew we wanted to really push that, that group. Yeah. So that, what year would they have been like came came on varsity like some of those girls um i I think in like 2015 probably around then um i know i think it was 17 18 when we ended up playing in the state tournament um and they were two of them were seniors um thousand point score lexi was a senior um in 17 18 when we went to the state tournament yeah, so I remember Lexi. Was she the one with the like she had like really curly hair? That was Abigail. So that was a roller. So I had okay. <laughs> she, that's but the they girl were. I remember. Yeah, she the, was the one that curly hair. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah, and she was very good too. Yeah, like talk about some of those games playing um, Patrick Henry. Like it was in what probably 2016 and 17, 18. Some of those years, yes. like uh, you know, I was coaching at PH and. Tommy Thomas, you know, they always had great programs at the age girls. And yeah, I really I just remember, uh, you know, so many close games and uh, battles with them. Yeah, um, not at the beginning when I first started. <laughs> you had some <laughs> be- meetings? We had some meetings. I always classify that as like a top five most embarrassing coaching moment. Um, really? When we were at PH, um, I can't remember what year it was, but it was like 30 to 3 at halftime. And the visiting locker room, you have to like walk diagonal and in front of your own fans. And I can remember walking with my head down and I really had the thought right. There's the doors. Let's just go get on the bus. Let's get out of here. Just go on home. And you know, so this is when, before those girls, yeah, they were, they were probably in eighth grade. And when those, when the two, when Lexi and Abigail were moved up to varsity the next year, um, we went double overtime. And I think, PH ended up winning, but I can remember Coach Thomas complimenting me after the game, you know, just telling me, kind of encouraging me too, saying you're doing a good job. And um, that really meant a lot to me from him. And so I 
I was pleased. And I, and I always tell, I always told my players during that time that that was really a turning point when we went, even though we didn't come away with the win, the way they played, the way they went back into that gym after being embarrassed yeah. um, was really a turning point for our program at that time. <laughs> uh, I, I've been, you know, on the other side of those beatings so many times, or not on the <laughs> other side, on the same side that you're talking right, about, yes. the getting yeah, the beatings. Yeah. But I, uh, so many of those coaches talking to you, dragging you out of the hole, like it means a yes, lot. You know, yeah. if you respect the coach and they're kicking your tail, if they um, at least tell you. <laughs> my very, like, or maybe my second season, uh, a coach from Clintwood, um, it wasn't, it wasn't not Donnie, Donnie yeah. but it was one of his assistants who's still there. And I can't, I don't know. Probably his my name. goalie or somebody. It may have been him, but he, he, did the same thing after, you know, just got blitzed by Clint Wood <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and him, you know, just encouraging me made a difference. Yeah. So if you're listening out there and yeah. you're feeling some of these lowly <laughs> schools, <laughs> yeah, yeah, even yes. if you don't mean it, at least just say you're doing a good job. Yes. Keep working. Yeah. Yeah. I specifically remember when we were on that huge losing streak at PH sitting down there and, uh, uh, Hurley's old girls coach sitting there talking to me about, you know, he's like, just keep plugging away, keep plugging away. I always remember it. And we went out and won that game that night at Hurley. And uh, I always remember that. But uh, so like whenever uh, the Rotans and Rollers were uh, senior juniors, you know, some of the, during those great years for you all, uh, what was your biggest Cumberland rivalry during that time? Um, well, again, you know, Twin Springs is always a rival for us. Um, being in the same county. And so we always want to beat them. But, you know, Eastside Girls is the established yep. Cumberland program right now. And ha they have been. And so, um, you know, when we finally beat them and when we finally, you know, started competing with them. So you remember the first time you beat? Oh, Coach yeah. And yes. Um, we, it was actually at their place. And my senior, she she coaches for me now. She's she's an assistant to me now. Hannah um, Goins Shepherd is her name. She was driving and had a car accident. All of her of her players really? in her car after was, the game. No, before oh, and it was super minor. But they like spun around a little bit in the road. Well, you know the police had to be called and all this stuff. And so her dad ended up driving her. She said she got from Duffield to Coburn in like 20 minutes. <laughs> so, and she was my, she was my center at the time and she had worked her butt off. She was, she had no, she's one of those girls that had to pull up as a freshman, had no experience really with basketball, but worked her tail off. And she ended up being, she was the best center in the Cumberland that her senior year, but that was the first time we beat them. And we always joke around and say, Oh, this is a big game. Can somebody have a minor car accident? Before we get this <laughs> yeah. game? But we, we, they played great. And I, and I can remember, Eastside fans who don't particularly care for me. I don't think they've been <laughs> somewhat mean to me through the years, I yep. guess, but several came out to me after the game and, you know, was saying good game, good game, good win. So, yeah. Uh, so did you, did you win the Cumberland like regular season? Those couple or a couple no, years? We, no, we've never won the regular season. We beat them in the tournament. Yeah. I knew Eastside had, had they, do they still have that same run? Uh, where they've not. Um, Thomas Walker may have won it regular season yeah. last year. Yeah, but the yeah, Eastside's, I mean, as long as I've been coaching, they, they're the ones who have been winning it. And the year that my team won the district tournament, I had a bet going. I told them if they won the tournament, I would shave the underside of my head. So 
The what? I did. The what? If the, they, I shaved the underside of my underside? head. Yeah. I've never heard the <laughs> yeah. underside of your yeah, head. Yeah, like it's called an undercut. And so, oh, yeah, okay. I like. I I'm, just have no hair. Yeah. So I, don't, I don't get a shave my underside. I did like a design in it. Really? Told, yeah, I was like, if y'all do this, I'm going to shave the bottom part of my head. So you uh, you, you never won the regular season. You won the tournament a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And then uh, talk about. Did you only go to uh, the state quarterfinal? Was it once or twice? Yeah, just once. Yeah, yeah. and that, we'll talk about that that ride and some of those games. Uh, was it PH that you beat that year too? Um, the, when when Lexi and Abigail were juniors, we made it to the region, and in the first round we played Honeaker, and Honeaker was loaded. I mean, they were loaded, and when I saw those girls, uh, my team was athletic and pretty pretty skilled, but we were also wiry and small and you know these girls define why what do you mean by wire like lanky okay like you know long arms long legs but like we're not just like but when we when i saw the honecker team they were women like yeah. they were women and i was like oh man but i never coached that way i always coach you know we're gonna compete we're gonna try to win um we did not compete that was another top five most embarrassing moment <laughs> we got absolutely embarrassed then the next season, Abigail and Lexi, um, we played Honeaker in the first round of region. And that was like Leanna McNulty's freshman season. So the, basically, Missy's same team that she, you know, won state yeah, last year. They were young. They were freshmen. Yeah. And um, we were older. And I really was nervous about how we would handle being in that same situation, going to Honeaker in first round so you played at Honeaker yes and so I was really really worried about that and we came out and they just handled it tremendously we may have gotten up 30 in the first half yeah and so I was just very proud of how they handled that and then we ended up facing Patrick Henry that was Yarber's freshman year I think McNulty was the same age weren't they yeah and it was her freshman year and that was that was that at Wise yes so this was a big game yeah the second the, the semifinals and the finals were at UVA wise and we played them twice in regular season matchup nightmare. You know, we couldn't really run any offense. Garber was swatting everything. We weren't hitting outside shots. Um, and we lost both, both times during regular season. And then in the semifinals, um, we couldn't score. We struggled to score. And I remember we were, something happened right before, the fourth quarter, like at the end of the third quarter, there was like a, a turnover between the guards. And I just remembered the looks on their faces, something just, I don't know. I don't turnover know what it was what, on PH two of PHS oh, guards. Yeah. And I just, the look on their faces at that moment. Um, I don't know, but we were down 10 and I just remember telling my girls in the quarter change going into the fourth that we're good. Like this is right where we need to be. I was telling myself that, I guess, too, because yeah. we had struggled to score. We were down 10. That might have been, might as well have been 30, but they ended up just chipping away. And Abigail, as a senior, stepped up, hit free throws, a junior, but one of the Rotens, Grace Rotens, she hit a big shot. And that team could shoot really well. I they, could, they could shoot at times. They, we would, shooting. Yeah, we would go cold sometimes, even within one game. But then other times we would just be lights out. So, um, but they played hard on defense and they rebounded well. So I knew we would be in a game if we could do those two things, no matter how we were scoring. Wasn't there, and maybe I'm wrong on this, wasn't there a controversial call at the end of that game? I just remember being, you know. We got a 10-second call. 
I mean, with the ball, with the lead. Um, I was, you know, you don't want the clock to stop. <laughs> and I know people were not happy with me because I didn't call the timeout. I was trying to get the timeout at probably like a seven count. Yeah. And Brad Christian didn't hear me. <laughs> the loudest person in the gym, but he didn't hear me. <laughs> And I did get it. That was one. That was one of the calls. I feel like. I mean, it wasn't controversial. It was right, but yeah. I mean, it was almost maybe it was spread. just. Uh, you know, I was coaching PH at that time, and uh, you know, maybe it was just between. I cannot remember the call. I know if I called Tommy Thomas right yeah, now, he would he know, know the call. But there, yeah. I feel like there was some, you know, call that was made against PH that they felt like was a bad call. Uh-huh. It was one of those things in the heat of the moment. It was uh, probably one of the charges. You know, yeah. those girls would take charges. I mean, those girls probably averaged two to three charges per game yeah. and they That's would just get in front of people yeah. and, and, you know, be set. And so that was probably a call that they didn't like. They were and then, so that was the regional semifinal. Yeah. And then who did you play in the regional? We final? played um, East side. East side. Yeah. And then we, they beat us uh, probably 15 or so. We hung with them the first half and it's like our legs went out the second half. I think we played back to back. Yeah. That could be tough. So then you, the next game you went, I guess, state quarterfinal yes. travel. We went to Roanoke. We played at Roanoke College. And, you know, that's always a good experience. One of the things that I'm trying to do this go-round in coaching is, like, really soak in the experiences and try to point those experiences, those moments out to the kids. So several times this season, I'm like, hey, we get the opportunity to play a game tonight. Like, how yeah. awesome is this? So I'm trying yeah. to, like, really point that out to them. And, um, But that that's such a good experience, you know, to get to play. I know that one of the <laughs> – one of the ushers at Roanoke College asked if we were a JV team. Oh, really? <laughs> Dang. I'm like, nope. We're we're here for the state tournament. <laughs> so did you? Uh, was that a uh, cool experience for the girls? Like you was talking about the experience, but did you get to stay the night, or did you just go straight? No, over? we went up. Of course, we left super early. We played that night, but we left super early. Early. Um, Doug let us practice at um, George With, and then. We went, you know, some some place to eat, and then we got there early at the. But you couldn't, you know, those state rules. You can't get on the floor yeah. early. So we we got there, got changed, stretched, and everything, and then got on the floor. But um, you know, we played Perry McClure. They won the year before against George With. Um, it was during their dominant year. Yes, beat us, won the next year. I think had the same team. Like they won as freshmen, and so they just kept, you know, I mean, they were very. So it seems so like good. it's a theme that. Even in your playing days, the team that beat you out won state a lot of times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is, has to be at least a good, good yeah, thing to come. Right? That's true. Uh, so, you know, losing that team, like the next year, were some of those girls back though after that? I had, or did you um, lose a majority after I had that team? One roller and one rotten left. One roller and one rotten <laughs> And they, um, but they were really the, the, they kind of were role players in, um, you know, that those, those other teams. So they had to take a different role on their senior year. And I don't know that they ever felt really comfortable in that role. Um, you know, having to score more and handle the ball more and things like that. Um, I, we probably won eight or nine games that season. Um, but I thought it was, you know, I thought it was time again to bow out and close that chapter of coaching. And so you, uh, before we get into that, I wanted to ask, uh, I, I was, I'm going to share it on social media whenever your episode comes out, but you know, I'm a sucker for just little things within 
you know, programs like logos, you know, like Shane, you remember the old council Cobra logo that we used to have on the shorts. Yeah. Yeah. And yes. like, they don't use it anymore. I've been on the Neil about trying to get that back, but, uh, and I, I don't know, uh, is the logo that Ryko is using right now. It's this, uh, buff, just muscular <laughs> Eagle. Yeah. And it has a sweater on, yeah. which is awesome. It's like and, a letterman sweater. Yes, and it has RC on it. Yes. I showed my sons the other day, you know, they're really getting into, uh, just, kind of like me, the nerdy part of just Southwest Virginia hoops. Yeah. And, and they were like, that is awesome. Dad. And they're like, what's RC stand for? You know, and I told them rock code. And, uh, but is that not one of the coolest logos? It is. It is. And I, and I told him I'd give him credit, but that was coach Michael Paulberry. And he made that. Yeah. Well, I don't know where he, I don't know if he made it. He probably didn't make it, but he had somebody design it. Yeah. I think he, but he, he said, you better give me credit for that. So that um, is, so that's not a, an old Rocco look. I don't it's, think so, yeah. but it definitely has that feel. Like it feels yeah. like you could go on, it feels like you could go on like Google images and type in like vintage Eagle mascot yeah. or something and it would come up. Yeah. I mean, it is, all, I just <laughs> love that logo. So my He put it on his shooting shirts and it really was like, whoa, everybody loves that. Yeah. So it's kind of our official logo yeah. now. And is is Rocco is 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 it still called the War Eagles or was that just something that it used to be called? It's funny. I think the War Eagles have mainly been used through the years for football specifically. Like we don't I, I I've never been called a War Eagle playing or you mm -hmm. know anything. So I, I always thought that was kind of associated with um football rather than the other sports. Because I, I don't think know that's why. cool for Oh yeah, like, you know, I do too. Like I would, uh, you know, whenever I first saw that Buff Eagle put out Michael Paul's invention, <laughs> I thought, you know, immediately it looks like a war eagle, yeah. like he's going to war. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm not, and I'll be honest, not the hugest fan of Rocco's colors. You know, because <laughs> I always hated, and I, I don't mean to upset anybody out here, but Grundy's colors. I wasn't a big Golden Wave colors, but I thought, you know. With Ryko and that eagle, it just sets it off and yeah. makes, it makes it really cool. Yeah. Um, another thing I want to ask is something that's unique. Whenever I was coaching at Ryko, uh, there was always um, it was a former student at Ryko yeah. who uh, Shane, you remember at halftime of the games, he would go out and shoot half. I think so. Yes. And I mean, the fans would just get fired up. <laughs> so talk a little bit about the tradition of that and that that kid. His name is Shannon, and he's probably closer to my brother-in-law Adam's age and he started doing that when he was in school and then um he lives in Rackove and so you know he will start walk he would start walking towards the high school on game days and somebody in the community a lot of times it'd be my husband would just pick him up and bring him on to the games and then my husband would drop him off at home but he was the water boy for Adam and them's team um during that time for coach Mullins coach Reagan Mullins and um he just loves he loves Jacob and loves the Eagles and loves basketball. And so that's his, that's his thrill in life. And um, awesome. he, he moved away. He lives in Georgia now, um, but he still follows everything on social media and he will still share and yep. post. And you, we need, we need to get him back, at least, you know, for <laughs> one game a year to do is the annual half quarters. And when he, he got somebody to film him, he started filming himself shooting those. Yeah. And so he would put it on Facebook, but he will tag like 84 people. And <laughs> and so it's just like blowing up. Hey, he, knows, he knows how to blow it up. Yeah. He knows how to go viral. Yeah. Yeah. How often, like, 
I don't, I can't recall if he hit one whenever I was there, did he? Yeah, like he could I feel hit like he him. Did. Yeah. yeah. I feel like he hit one whenever I was there. But, yeah, thank uh, you. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> so you said following that, you decided to step down. What kind of went into maybe taking that break? Well, I guess I was, I guess I had been coaching in some capacity for 15 years and, um, I guess I just thought, well, I'm not a lifer. It's a good time. Uh, my daughter at the time, I guess, was uh, three or four. And so um, she's my youngest. And so I just thought, like, okay, she's getting ready to start her school. You know, when your kids get in school, it just becomes even more hectic. And so I just felt like it was a good, good time to move on to something else, or so I thought. <laughs> and you were still teaching at yes at time. yeah and you have you have you said your youngest daughter and you also have two older sons yes right? I have now I have an eight-year-old Jet um Josie is my daughter Jet is eight years old now and Ty is 11. yeah um so how many years did you stay uh, out of the and were you completely out of the program uh, and not around it at all yeah I, I stepped down and I mean I COVID came into play like so this was right before COVID? I get, there was one season that wasn't, COVID. maybe they shut it down, like the state tournament that yeah. first season. So that was the first year you were out? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And and so, um, you know, you couldn't go to games or anything. And I would have definitely gone to games. I, I go to all the sports things at the high school to support kids. I think it's important to be involved and support kids and all the things that they're doing. So I would have been there. Um you know, maybe not for every game, but um, I would have been there to cheer them on. Um, but, you know, I, I just stepped back and, and thought I was finished. Yeah. And coaching, you know, as I said, try to spotlight because it's it's not easy and you, no. you're putting so much time <laughs> in. And uh, so you stayed out for how many seasons? Then? Two seasons. Two seasons. Yeah. And then um, what was your decision uh, in coming back? And uh, who was who was in Rocco's position during that? Uh, Coach Lisa Roden. She um, assisted me for several years, um, and so she was the head coach, and um, she stepped down. And so it was kind of a whirlwind to to say that you know, do I want to do this? Do I want to get you know to do I want to apply? I had to apply again, and I had to interview and. <laughs> So Scott County does do the interview processes. And stuff uh, my, with my, um, the principal and athletic director, Coach Barry, um, interviewed me. And so I went through that process and to be considered for the job again. And, um, you know, they, they gave me another shot, I guess. But I didn't know that I wanted to get back into it. I'm very, very grateful. Um, my kids are in the gym. They always have been. They're, they're with me at practices. Um, and my oldest loves it. And now he's at the size and age that he can practice with us. So he's there yeah, literally going through the whole practice. As they almost. get older, it's easier to coach with kids than like if you have yes. really young ones because they yes. can at least be around the program. Yeah. So. Like Ty was in the carrier when he was first born and like a loose, a ball got loose at practice and was so close to hitting him. <laughs> and I was just a young dumb mom and I was like, he's fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that I got to tell this story, but. 
you know, uh, you talked about you having to interview and stuff. And my, whenever I went to PH, of course, you know, I had to interview for the head coaching mm-hmm. job, wore a suit and tie, you know, nervous. <laughs> and I just remember my, my my coaching job at council, Harry Presley. I was mowing my grandma's yard <laughs> without a shirt on. And uh, he walks over. He's like, I think you might want to coach track. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, just the differences of like coaching uh, that first year at council, uh, getting interviewed on the lawnmower, doing yeah. <laughs> a suit and tie. Uh, but, you know, what have you, I guess, appreciated more? And you, you've kind of already touched on this a little bit, but in your second stint, like what have, what have you learned more and about your first stint? Um, I feel like I'm really trying to soak it in Um you know, we've had great support and crowds for our basketball teams this season. And so it sounds so cheesy, but like, I will just sit there and be like, this is so cool. Like, this is such a cool moment. And, and so I try to help the girls hopefully see that to see that, you know, you're in like a really cool moment right now, because you always look back on things and kind of recall those things, but I'm, I'm trying to help them like see it in the moment, in the moment yeah. and appreciate it in the moment. That's and, awesome, yeah. and that that's how I'm trying to look at it too. I'm trying not to, even though I do, I do put pressure on myself, but I'm really trying to see the bigger picture yeah. and I'm trying to help them see it as well. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. If you can get in that mindset, it's, mm-hmm. it's better for you and yes. better for the community and everything. Uh, you know, you all talk about just kind of how you're doing this year with this team. And- um, we have seven wins right now. Um, we have competed every single game except for the last week. We're not playing great right now. I know my my, my girls, though, and I know that they can turn it around. Um, they've played hard all year. We dropped um, one to Burton, and we didn't play well, and they beat us pretty handily. And then again with Thomas Walker um, on Friday night. And so I feel like the last week we've just not played our best. So – it's been a tough season with snow and COVID. Yeah. And it's just like we've been everybody. we've been super fortunate to not have to deal with quarantines, knock on wood, this season. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just it's we're just we even need to we need teams, to turn it around. Yeah, yes. Even, because like you know, even if you don't get quarantined yeah. and two other teams do and you're pushing your games. You know, right, moving you know, them around. Like, and, uh, Shane sent me D Wayne at Royal Retreat schedule and it, it was crazy. Like, like five games five this games. week and then he's playing oh three more gosh. this week. No, yeah. we've been we've been fortunate with that stuff. And you know, one thing else, you know, I, I talked about Michael Paul Berry earlier. Uh he's one of my great friends in coaching. And they are having a just a very successful year. They are. I think the Cumberland on the boys side is it's got kind of like an old school feel. Yeah. You know, the uh good crowds and you got Rykov and Burton and you know, talk about, you know, you were talking to me before the show about kind of the environments that that's created. Yeah. So. We've um we've even even at away games, our our fans are traveling well. But of course the other team side, you know, the, the home side's full and um, our, our fans are traveling well and, um, every game feels like a huge game. That's how it feels in the Cumberland. Um, it doesn't matter really what, you know, records are or anything like that. I mean, it's just a big game every night for the boys. And, um, you know, we've had our pet band for a couple of home games. We had a DJ for homecoming and it was awesome. Yeah. It was so fun. Yeah. That, that's definitely cool. Yeah. Um, you know, and a player that I, I have to mention on here with the boys program is uh, Ethan Chavez. Yes. I coached against him as a freshman, and he's probably 
one of my favorite players to watch right now. You know, I, you can tell that he's put in the work you yes. know, to, to get the skills that he has. And you mentioned earlier that uh, your son, you know, will shoot ball with him in the gym. Oh, yeah. They they went yesterday and um, Ethan texted and said, can I can I go to the gym? And Jake, my, my husband, Jake and my son were already there. And he was like, come on, we're in here. Yeah. And so um, he will he will go to practice. And then leave while the girls have practice and then he will come back. So like if we're out of school, he'll come back and yep. shoot for three hours. And I know last night he said, I've got three more hours before I have to be home. So I don't know if he was planning yeah. on staying that long, <laughs> awesome. but he, um, and he's such a good kid. You know, it's hard not to root for him. He is humble and appreciative and it just feels like, I mean, I, I, you know, don't have any connection to him besides I've been his teacher and, you know, he's, he's in our boys program, but like, it just feels like we're a part of something right yeah. now with the boys program and, and him individually and stuff like that to get yeah. to see it, to, to get to, you know, actually see him work. And then the payoff is yeah. awesome. Yeah. I think you, you tweeted or something, uh, something about that. I saw a picture of your son and then Chavez on the other end. Yeah. Other yeah. <laughs> I thought of, you know, coach Williams lessons from an empty gym. Just remembering, you know, yes. all these days it's being an NTG. I love that. Like I shut down battle the other night and I was just standing in there, you know, just, just me, yes. you know, I love just being in the gym yeah. just by yourself. It's a special, special thing. Uh, you know, we talked about social media earlier, but you know, I think that you are, you do a lot of cool stuff with your varsity girls program, like tweeting different things. And I think it's all, <laughs> I told Shane, I was like, you can tell by coach hoods, Twitter account that she understands the game is a student of the game and appreciates it. Yeah. I think you yeah. a lot of positive stuff out there. Yeah. Um, with your, yeah, I guess your personal account and you know, you're all. Yeah. I um, actually did a lot of that stuff for the high school when I was working as the business teacher there. So I just think it's a good way to involve your community because everybody's on social media. And yeah. so, um, and it allows you to control the message. Yeah. <laughs> So if we're putting positive messages out there, you know, maybe that'll come back to us. So that's kind of how I view it. So uh, one last thing I want to hit on is, uh, you know, you said you have three kids, uh, you know, talk about kind of your, not your expectations, but just your expectations as a parent about the process and just enjoying them growing up and yeah. being involved with something that you love. My oldest, Ty, he is a gym rat. He has been for several years now. He started playing organized, I guess, when he was in second grade. Um, and he took right to it. Of course, he idolizes his Uncle Adam. You know, he just, he thinks that. Has he got to watch films of him? Yes, yeah. watches films. He beat him at horse the other day, so he's pretty <laughs> proud of that. Um, and, you know, he he loves it. So, you know. We want, again, to just support him and, and to nurture that. If that's his passion, you know, we, we want to nurture that. Um, he is pretty uh, skinny, so <laughs> we're hoping that he'll grow a little bit and fill out, and I'm sure he will, but that's kind of hindering right now just a little bit with, you know, sixth and seventh grade boys. You know, we played in the Southwest Virginia League, and Union has a kid in seventh grade that dunks it. And he's not dunking it. <laughs> Ty's uh, over here on the main couch. He, I, I had the TV remote for him, but instead he's just listening to podcasts all the time. That's what I love to see. Out of him. And then I have a, a middle son who is eight, and he played basketball for the first time last season. 
at the very last game, he scored his one and only point. And I was like really hyping him up. I was like, wasn't that fun? That was so fun scoring that point. And everybody was like cheering hugely for him. And I said, everybody was cheering for you. It was fun, but I'm never playing again. Really? <laughs> so, yeah. so he may come up. We say he's retired. That's what we say. So he may come out of retirement. Yeah. But That's uh, my, my youngest, Grayson. He hit a game winner. Oh, uh, man. He's only in kindergarten. <laughs> he hit a game winner the other night. And uh, I, he had a game after. I was like, we have one more game. He's like, we do? You know, I, was like, I just hit that shot. Yeah, Let's go. Yeah, I was like, you just hit another game winner and you just want to go back home. <laughs> you know, that's funny. Uh, and then you have a, a young daughter, you said. Yes. Uh, yeah, she's six. And um, just this basketball season, and like she's run probably every sprint with my team. She'll go to Ty's practices. She goes through the shoot. She wants to go through the shooting drills. And the girls, my my. JV and varsity teams, of course, just love on her and include her in everything. And she's really, I think, starting to like basketball. She wants to go now with Ty, you know, when it's time to go to the gym and, and put in some, get up some extra shots. She wants to go now and, and do that. So I'm really hoping she, yeah, you know, my cool. boys, if they, if they don't end up playing sports, I think I would be okay. But I don't know why it is with her. I really want her to play basketball. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's definitely something that's tough as a parent is trying to, you know, hit the middle line between yeah. pushing I, and wanting and, you know, letting them be them. I feel like as a female, basketball has empowered me in so many different times in my life. And so I guess that's why I really want for whatever reason. I just think, you know, with my daughter, I just want, want her to get into that and see that she can be tough. I guess it, yeah. I think it makes you tough. She can be tough. Yeah, well, uh, you know, Coach Hood, I really appreciate you coming on. You know, uh, it's pretty cool, all these people that I reach out to that wants to come on the podcast, or, well, that I ask them on the podcast, that, they, you know, no matter where they have to drive from, you know, they, yeah. you know, like uh, Jake Colley was said he'd drive in from Charlotte to come on the podcast, <laughs> and, you know, I just think it's cool, and, yeah. um, you know, I, I appreciate all that, you know, you've done for Southwest Virginia Sports and continue to do, and, Thank you. you know, especially the the girls game. And I think this podcast has been awesome. You know, I could sit here and talk to you for even longer. Shane. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think that, uh, me and Travis picked you out pretty early to kind of be on the show. Cause we, you know, remember fondly watching you, how passionate you were on the sidelines and we're like, she's somebody definitely, definitely we should have. And it's good to see you have a lot of the same values. I think we do and kind of reflect that on your program. Thank you. Thank y'all for having me. Yeah, um, you know, good luck to you the rest of the way this season, um, which I guess there's not – by the time this podcast will come out a week after, actually, it probably will be about finishing up. Yeah, right? yeah, we'll have the district we, – we finish up Friday in regular season with Twin Springs, and then the district term will start the following week. Yeah, yeah, so, uh, again, we just appreciate it. Uh, everybody that was Coach Kelly Hood from Rock Hope High School, uh, give me some feedback on this episode. We only have – a few podcasts left this season. We're going to round it up here in the next couple of weeks. So um, everybody, I appreciate it. Thank you.